back to another episode of the Raving Geeks, official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I am one of your hosts, Steve Tiemann. And I am your other host, Jordan Hermony. And we are back for another week of geek news and more geeky conversation on this episode of the Raving Geeks. One thing that is on all of our minds right now, collectively, as I know it was a touching point in the last podcast, the Star Wars trailer, but not just the Star Wars trailer, we're talking the Black Panther trailer, the New Mutants trailer, the Stranger Things trailer. In fact, Steve, I believe this is an episode all about trailers. We're going to talk about the trailers that came out and then trailers in general. We're going to talk about some good ones, some bad ones, and kind of going off of some trailers that came out, trailers that have been misleading in the past. So we'll get into that. Past, present, and future. But to start off, I know I have not been able to stop thinking about The Last Jedi trailer. I have watched it and then watched it and then watched it, kind of looking for, like, hidden meanings or, like, hey, is something going to... I don't know. Obviously, there was a lot to unpack in that trailer. You have Kylo Ren. You have Rey and Luke doing their little training thing. You have Carrie Fisher. Oh, my God. When she came on, I kind of was like, oh, it's like, Carrie, no. Um, what, your, what was your first reaction upon watching that? That I wasn't sure if it was not very spoilery or if it had all the spoilers for everything. And I'm kind of still on the fence about it because I really liked the trailer. And I did say before watching it, I don't know if I want to watch this because it might spoil everything. But I think a lot of it looks like it's from, like, the first act. Like, all the Ray and Luke stuff seems like it's kind of in the beginning mm-hmm. and, like, the escaping the Resistance base and all of that. So I am totally on board. Uh, Bryce and I broke it down once it came out. We're like, okay, stop. Check this out. Oh, there's an AT-AT. They're still using AT-ATs. Cool. Okay, keep going. Okay, stop. That's cool. So, yeah, I liked all of the things that I saw. One of the funniest things I think that came out of that trailer is because I'm a huge... Uh, I I enjoy going on on Reddit a lot, um, and I subscribe to both prequel memes and sequel memes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in sequel memes, it's people have just been riffing on like because we saw like an up close like face shot of Snoke. Um, for who those of you who aren't quite sure who Snoke is, he was the big bad guy in the chair from the last episode that Kylo Ren kept bowing down to. Is Ren and Hux kind of deferred to him as like their type of Palpatine, their type of overlord. Um, So nobody, it's been this big thing, is nobody's quite known who Snoke is. And we got a a bigger, better shot of him in this trailer uh, for just a a hint of a second. And um, there's been a couple different riffs, a couple different memes on, like, what his real identity could be. And somebody went in, my favorite post I've seen so far, is somebody went in and, like, broke it down through, like, fake DNA reconstruct like facial reconstruction yep. and and you know uh in episode 3 the when youngling. yeah yep. when Anakin is going through and just slaughtering younglings in the temple and there's like that little kid that's like Mr. Uh, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? And like he just strikes down this poor little blonde toe-headed child. There was, yeah, it was a post basically of doing like facial yeah. reconstructive surgery on that kid and aging him up like like those kids on the milk cartons. And yep. it's like, this is Timmy. He disappeared when he was seven and we he'd be he 14 like now. Yeah. But they did that with like that kid and Snoke. Yeah. I literally sat there for like a solid 15 minutes and like at first my mind was blown and then I couldn't stop laughing. 
like hysterically. I thought that was really funny. I like um, the one where it's, you know, in A New Hope when the stormtrooper hits his head on the door and then it shows Snoke's big, like, gaping scar on his head. <laughs> it's like, it's not even like, there's, there's no analysis. It's just that picture and then Snoke and then big red letters just confirmed. Confirmed. So. I, I honestly am, like, going to be real. I feel like we're going to learn who he is this yeah. this movie at some point or if, if he's not somebody pre-existing because I feel like, I don't know how I would feel like if he's somebody who's like has we've been introduced to before yeah. um, or if he's just a whole new character. I really don't care one way or another, depending on how that's kind of looped in. But I am going to be sad to see these Snoke memes go once we do figure out For who sure. he actually is. Um, but I know we're interested in coming back to Star Wars a little bit later in the episode. So on our running list of, of new trailers that have dropped, what else do we have, Steve? Well, today we actually got a new trailer for Black Panther, which is not the next MCU film, but the one after that. So we got Thor in November, which I'm still super excited for, and I'm going to get back to that in a second because there was a little riff that came out that I watched and I really liked. But Black Panther is coming out in February. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, uh, Michonne from Walking Dead. It's like Angela Bassett. Yeah, it's too. like the yeah, who's who of like all the great black actors in Hollywood. It's set in Wakanda, which is like this hidden first world nation in Africa, because they um, they mine vibranium, which is what Cap's shield and Black Panther's suit are made of. So they're this really big force in, especially in the comics, and they're starting to get more introduced into the cinematic universe. And there was a lot of really cool stuff in it, uh, cool fight scenes, cool new suit. Uh, one of my favorite things is, it was actually in the first trailer, too. There's, like, this gang of, like, they're kind of outfitted like poachers or, like, terrorists or whatever. They're just, like, in little trucks with, like, AKs. And they hear something off in the woods, and they shine a flashlight up in a tree, and Black Panther is there. And there's just a dude shooting full auto with an AK right at him, and he's just walking towards him. All the bullets are bouncing off because the suit is, like, that impenetrable. And then he just, like, grabs the gun and beats the crap out of the guy, and it's just, like... Wow, that's, this is going to be really cool. It's kind of like cutesy hokey, though. That they're just like poachers, and he's like the Black he's Panther. He's the Panther, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think, like, I haven't gotten around to seeing the trailer yet. I know that it's probably not the first thing you want to admit on a podcast that's talking about trailers, but there are so flippin' many trailers coming out recently. I have not been able to keep up with them all. Um, but I don't know. I personally, because I saw the first one that dropped, mm-hmm. I know just from seeing that one, I was super geeked about how this could play out. Um, I just think it's time to kind of, like, start giving other superheroes. And I know that's kind of, like, what the MCU is sort of, like, phasing towards is, mm-hmm. like, hey, we're phasing out Cap. Because I'm pretty sure, isn't Chris Evans' His like, contract is up after Infinity War and whatever the fourth Avengers is called. Yeah, so. yeah, because I was going to say, I know they're phasing out him, and I know, like, the, the whispers have been that they're going to phase in Sebastian Stan's Bucky as, like, the next kind yeah. of Cap. Or Falcon. Or Falcon, two. yeah, one of the two. Hopefully Stark goes the same way. Yeah, that they phase him out and replace him with some other person. I mean, I don't even know actually who it would be at this point. Would it be well, Rhodey with, I like, think, War Machine or no? Well, I mean, Rhodey would still be around, but I, I read somewhere that they're really going to push Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and Captain Marvel as, like, the big three post-Infinity War because they kind of fill the archetypes of Cap, Iron Man, and Thor. Okay. So. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I would need to, like, because now you're kind of blowing my mind with, like, throwing yeah. that at me right now. And it's I have like not what had they do a second like, to ruminate on that. Kind of like their person, especially with, like, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark. They're both, like, snarky, um, 
goateed, goateed white uh, dudes. White dudes <laughs> who, uh, well, their powers are real, real different. Tony has a suit and Doctor Strange does weird little hand things. But um, kind of going off that. Feng shui things with his hands. Yeah, and then Cap and Black Panther, they're both like less powered, but they still have power. They're like the tactical like leader, good martial artist. And then Thor and Captain Marvel are like this otherworldly superpower that's literally like the Superman, Mm -hmm. essentially. I just think it's time to start phasing in other heroes, other plot lines, other stories. Because there's only so many times I can watch Tony Stark almost lose it all but yeah. somehow gain it back right. and it's like that that almost just seems like a really that almost seems like world enders from like Rick and Morty esque mm-hmm. like type of like just crap backstory um but I don't know I will reserve my my overall MCU gripes for another episode but I know Black Panther I am pretty stoked to see it's it's a step in the right direction for breaking the mold of it, all the MCU stuff yes but Returning to the mold, returning actually back to the past, Stranger Things dropped a trailer on Friday the 13th. So good. Did, you did get a chance I to did. see it? Yep, I watched it again today. Okay, so honestly, I'm... blew my mind, but you first, because I know I have a lot to say about this. Uh, I really liked uh, the first one. I need to watch it again, but I'm super on board because I really want to know what, uh, what what's Harper is the sheriff? Uh, No, it's... No, Hawkins is the. Oh my God, is you're it, blowing my mind because it's been so whoever long. Whoever the sheriff, Hopper, Hopper. Hopper. Thank you. Because yeah. Hawkins is where they live. Yeah. Okay. So, because Hopper went into like this like black sedan with a bunch of with a bunch of suits inside, and like, oh, what happened to him? And like, what we kind of saw like Eleven running through the woods with this big old mop of curly big, hair with now. The he- curly hair and Will's kind of going in and out of the upside down. So there's like that that last like episode. It set up a lot of like, loose ends that I really want to see where they go with it. Yeah. A lot of people were like, do we really need another season? I'm hoping that it... Well, there was it, so much that yeah. wasn't resolved. Yeah, I know. There was, I mean, that's, like, the stupidest possible thing that you could say is, like, do we really need another season? It's like, oh, so we're just supposed to, like, leave off, like, I know, spoilers if you haven't seen Stranger Things, but it's been out for, like, a year now, so I feel like I'm fair to say this, but, like, I mean, you didn't want any type of, like, closure with, like, Will coming home and then, like, all of a sudden being like... Mom, thanks for Christmas dinner. And he goes up and vomits like slug aliens like into his bathroom. And they're just like, yeah, that's cool. It's whatever. We can just end Stranger Things right there. Just to clarify, I wasn't the one. No, I'm not saying that that to you. I'm not saying that to you. I'm just saying. I think there was like some some riffs against like the Duffer Brothers and like you made this really cool nostalgic thing. You you didn't really have to like it could have just been like the self-contained thing and you resolve it. And like you don't have to put in these these cliffhangers, I guess. I don't know how that would have been done. But, look, I'm not complaining. Let's see more of it. Yeah. I'm on board. It took me a second, actually, in the trailer because I'm pretty sure there's, like, a shot. And I couldn't honestly tell. Like, I fast-forwarded it and rewound it and then, like, stopped it, like, trying to go, like, frame by frame. And I think it's Will getting, like, electroshock therapy at one point. I think so, But yeah. I thought at first it was Nancy Cause like Will has like super long hair mm-hmm. in it, so it's like almost makes you wonder like, okay, like what's like this time frame here? Like you can see Will kind of going like in and out of consciousness. He's in hospital scrubs at one point, like he's being tested. So I almost wonder if he's gonna be like eleven part two, yeah, maybe or like he somehow gained, I don't know, the ability of like premonition from being in the upside down for so long. Because I mean, if you think about it. He's been in the Upside Down 
Hopper's been in the Upside Down, his mom's been in the Upside Down, and Nancy's been in the Upside Down, I think, right? I think Nancy went, like, briefly. Yeah, and of the people who survived, because obviously Barb, may she rest in peace, (laughs) went in the Upside Down, did not come back, and nobody cares about Barb, so what a sad day. Justice for Barb. Justice for Barb, dude. Um, But of the people that went in that didn't have suits, I thought it was only, like, Nancy and Will. Mm Mm-hmm. So I almost wonder, too, if, like, Nancy's going to have any side effects, too. Because, like, she was not in there, obviously, for as long as Will. Like, she was in and then, like, got all lost and then the same episode, like, managed to get back out again. But, like, I almost wonder if it's, like, because obviously you saw the black coats from, like, Hawkins Lab. They were having to wear, like, hazmat suits and they had all these decontainment chambers. And we see Hopper in the trailer getting, like, sprayed down or some crap like that, like... I almost wonder if, like, she's going to play a huge role in this. Um, I don't know. I'm super excited. I really liked the very end, too. Um, I'm forgetting his name. The kid who's, like, missing teeth. Um, one of the younger kids who has, like, the weird, like, cloth yeah. palette. Um, but he was like, yeah, Steve. He's like, do you have your bat? And he's like, what bat? And he comes back to his car and, like, pulls, like, a bat. He just happens to have, like, in the trunk of his car, like, a bat with, like, nails embedded in it. And I thought that was so funny because I remember reading that, like, Steve's character, they were initially going to kill off in the season. They were going to basically make him, like, pull a barb where he was going to try and, like, go after Nancy and be, like, the big tough boy and end up getting, like, just murdered by the monster. And they liked his character. Oh, it's Dustin, I think, is the kid's Dustin's name. Dustin's the kid. Yeah. I can't remember. But um, they liked the actor who played Steve so much. They were like, you know what? We'll just keep you on. And I'm kind of glad they did because it, like, it gives you, like, this, like, likable, hateable character where you're, like, okay, you were a massive goblin in the first half of the first season. And Mm. now you're, like, still a goblin. Like, you were still a butthead to Nancy. But, like, you're okay. You're redeeming yourself because you're a high school kid. And, like, high school kids are going to act, like, really crappy. But I'm digressing from the trailer because... I'm super stoked for Stranger Things. Could talk about it as if this was a whole episode on its own. But to bring us back to trailers, we have New Mutants. Yeah. Uh, I think it was either the same day as The Last Jedi or the next day. So it's the newest X-Men movie. It's got the girl from Split, whose name escapes me. It's got Maisie Williams and a bunch of other people. And they're I'm not 100% clear on who all it is, but it's like a group of... Uh, kids who are becoming mutants, like they're just getting their powers, and they're in what looked like some kind of asylum. And I'm not 100% sure how they're going to spin it because the trailer was like a horror movie. Like that's that's the the angle they're taking hmm. with new mutants. Like, because I feel like Fox now is like, we can't do this just generic X Men film every single time, so we're going to make a funny one like Deadpool, we're going to make a sad, amazing movie like Logan, and now we're going to do new mutants and we're going to take it in this horror element. So there was like faces coming through the wall where it's like, you know, where, like, the wall will be, like, it'll kind of become more, like, rubbery and, like, a face will press through it. Like, right, ah. yeah, yeah. Like, your staple horror film. Yeah. So there was that. There was a, a kid, uh, I think, Sunspot. I don't know a whole lot about mutants, full disclosure. He was in, like, a washer or something, and it was on fire, and you see, like, a hand. So, yeah. It was kind of all over the place. It, it made you, like, interested in what was going to go on. And there was, like, this this voiceover of this lady asking a kid, like, medical questions. But then, like, they progressively got, like, weirder and weirder. And it's like, have you had any, any ex- weird experiences? 
something else. And then last question, do you know what mutants are? Like, do you think you are one? And then it was like, oh, no, the mutant kids need to get out of the bad people's thing (laughs) like all the other X-Men movies. So it'll be interesting, especially with the way they're taking it. But the trailer didn't show a whole lot. I think it's actually really funny that we are talking about this post Stranger Things because uh, one of the kids from Stranger Things, Jonathan Byers, the like older teenage brother of Will, Mm -hmm. is in it. Oh, he is in it. That's right. He's in it. And uh, Arya Stark is in it. Yeah, she's Williams. Yeah, no, so, okay, that is, I saw this briefly scrolling through Facebook, I know what you're talking about, I unfortunately did not watch it with the sound on, and I honestly, like, this is gonna sound really crappy, I scrolled past it because it just looked like a hokey, like, horror film, like, I saw, like, the face thing, Yeah. and I was like, oh, "Oh, that's cheesy, and Uh. I just, like, kept scrolling, and then it wasn't until later that, like, my boyfriend was like, did you see the New Mutants trailer? And I was like, no. And he sent it to me. And I was like, yes. I was like, yes, I did. Meh. I don't know. I feel like, once again, kind of going back to uh, talking about branching out, there's only so many times like you can do the like big, bad, scary governmental facility traps teenagers with weird powers without sure. like making it the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. If this does go the horror element, yeah, I want be, it to go, like, full throttle. Right. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it. But, I mean, I have, like, a mixed I have mixed feelings about Fox just in general with their, their Marvel properties because I really love Deadpool and I really love Logan and some of the X-Men movies, but then they burn me with other things like Apocalypse and Origins and everything else. Yeah, so. yeah, that's, that's a whole other grab bag that we would need to devote an entire yeah. different episode to, but... Since you were talking about Deadpool, and since we need to get this ball rolling on our segment, which is just trailers as a whole, um, this now brings us to our main segment where we're talking about great trailers, bad trailers, misleading trailers, or trailers that just kind of make you, like, scratch your head where you're like, okay, I have no idea where this movie is going. So, to start us off, we're taking a look at some of our favorite trailers that have kind of, like, pushed through towards some really excellent movies mm-hmm. or may lead to some really excellent movies since some of these that we picked are still trailers now and have not had the actual feature-length film come out. So, Steve, kick us off. You were talking about Deadpool, and that happens to be the number one on your yeah. list. so the Deadpool ad campaign was one of my favorite things ever because, like, just the trailers themselves were really good and, like, got us all on board because we were all burned with uh, how X-Men Origins promised us, like, a cool Wade Wilson. And at the beginning, he was. He was funny. He had swords. He was quipping with Wolverine. And then they sewed his mouth and shut. And they, they sewed his mouth shut and <laughs> gave him sword arms and ruined it. And then Ryan Reynolds saved us with this amazing Deadpool movie, which we know is out now. It's pretty good. Some people don't like it, but they're wrong. Um, I really enjoyed it. All the trailers were great. But then, like, all the additional ads that came out, I just, they didn't miss a beat. Every single one was like, that's amazing. So, like, there was one, and these were, like, billboards in L.A., and it was, like, Ryan Reynolds and I forget the name. It was, like, Marina Baccarin or whoever the love interest was, and they're in, like, a loving embrace and in this really fun font, like a romance movie. It's, like, Deadpool, Love Never Dies, like, comes out Valentine's Day. And it's, like, I, I really hope that that misled somebody. It's like, oh, that looks like a fun romance movie. Ryan Reynolds is in it. He's very good looking. And then they go in and it's him decapitating people and shooting four people in the head and just awful. So that would have been hilarious. And my personal favorite was Deadpool's um, address to Happy Australia Day because he had like this really stereotypical hat with like 
was like a boonie hat kind of, and it had like the strings that came down on the balls. Right, yeah. He's like, happy bloody Australian day, mates. Watch out for those deadly Australian bees. He's like like freaking out with like the balls in the head. And he's like, oh, what are these? And it was just like so spastic and so off the wall. And I was like, I I'm love this. really glad that the world as a whole decided to take a chance on Ryan Reynolds for a third time. Mm-hmm. And granted, I know that like they weren't his fault the first two, but like Green Lantern, it even pains me to say it because I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely love the Green Lantern. I genuinely love Hal Jordan and I genuinely love Jon Stewart. I have a poster of both of them hanging in my office right now. Um, he, we got burned on... Uh, Deadpool the first time mm-hmm. when he was just a snippet in in X Men and I remember a lot of people in like the comic community kind of like being like man do we really want to give this dude a third chance like for real like mm-hmm. he claims he's really into it but like is he though um, and it ended up being like a great decision it ended up being I I don't know I'm super super stoked for whenever. The second one comes out. I'm not as up to date on that news, although I know I've seen shots for who's playing Cable it's early, already. Yeah, it's, it's Josh Brolin, Yeah, right? Josh Brolin. It's early next year. They have, they've actually wrapped shooting a few days ago. Okay. So probably around Black Panther, maybe like February, March. I really like, too, I think what made that a successful campaign was that they're very aware of their character. Yep. They're very aware of, like, the people they would be playing to. And the fact of that dropping on Valentine's Day... Also my birthday, so that made like a great Perfect. like birthday present where I was like, you guys, we're just all going to go see Deadpool. Like I don't even care what you want to do. That's what we're going to go see. Um, I think ha- being having a very self aware marketing team is what made that super super successful. Sure. Um, on the other hand, also being aware of what people want to see. There's a movie coming out soon. It involves Jackie Chan. Yep. And that's pretty much all you need to know. And it's called The Foreigner. And it it has uh. Pierce Brosnan in it and Jackie Chan. And honestly, it just looks like your regular old like action film. But like what makes me interested in possibly going to watch that is like the people who have made this trailer, the people who've made these ads are like very aware that it's like people are going to see this for Jackie Chan. Right. That's it. I don't care about your plot. I don't care about your I don't care about your convoluted storylines. It's something about Jackie Chan's daughter dies in, like, a terrorist attack that may or may not have been, like, known by, like, the British government at the time or something like that. Um, And basically, I just want to see Jackie Chan fight James Bond. Like, that's it. And that's—I'm hoping that's what I get promised because that looks very straightforward right now as it just—that's all the trailer was. So I'm hoping that's really all the movie is. Yeah, it looked a lot like—almost like a—had, like, a John Wick vibe to it because it was like improvising with like combat and he's like oh he's an ex-special forces dude and he's an assassin or whatever and he's just like plowing through like oh, yeah, crowds just of mowing, red shirts mowing, mowing down people, people. Down. and it's just like okay cool it's like just give me give me that good old Jackie Chan vibe that like next step up from what we grew up with with Jackie Chan adventures and stuff like that yeah. just give me that like just brainless movie I don't really have to pay attention to. I can just be like, wow, Jackie Chan, you still got it at like 60-something. Wow, Pierce Brosnan, you still kind of got it at like (laughs) however old you are as well. But that one I have my eye on. That's not very like, that's not as big of a thing as I know you were talking about for like good trailers. Um, But I don't know. To me, like self-aware trailers or like playing to your audience is probably like the what gives you such a successful 
run with the trailer. And I mean, it also helps that like you don't give up too much about your storyline. Right. Or if you don't have a storyline, you just play to your strengths. Like with this, like the foreigner one, like this doesn't have a storyline. Right. Like it Jackie does, but like, up. yeah, no. Like with Deadpool, they understood that like the trailer, you don't really have to say like what this Deadpool film was gonna be about. You just have to demonstrate the fact that like you right. are aware of how Deadpool would act if this was, you know, Deadpool met you on uh, Times Square and was like, hey, like you wanna go see this hunky cheeky romance movie starring Ryan Reynolds and this other babe? And it's like, may- maybe, I don't know. But like they're very aware of yeah. who Deadpool is. I mean, what do you think makes like a successful trailer slash like really drives people to go and see like a film outside of a name? Well, I mean, kind of going into like my bad trailer, it's like you have to show obviously what it's about, but you can't show like every action sequence or like the peak action sequence. Like Age of Ultron did that, where it's like uh, all of the Ultron bots like show up and the Avengers are all together. And Thor goes, "Is that the best you can do?" And that's like the final fight. Like we don't need to see like the ultimate thing that the movie's gonna end up as. Like you could, I mean, there's problems with Ultron as well, but like they, you you have to. I'm really bad at wording this, you guys. I'm so sorry, but. Uh, you can't really take, I, I think I get what you're saying, though, is that like you can't take, like, your core component, like, your final, the the climax of the film and market it yeah. as, like, you, you almost Thank downplay you. it like when you put the it in the trailer. Cl- putting the climax in the trailer ruins it because it's like, oh, well, that's going to happen, and then they'll probably get out of it because this is a movie about them. So, like, yeah. I get it. Yeah, no, because you were saying that you were leading into your, your bad trailer uh, or, like, bad marketing campaigns or whatever that's happened with that. And I feel like that's a really big thing is when you show your climax, but I also feel like it's a really big thing when, like, you end up showing so much of your movie, it's like, why do I even need to go and see it Exactly, now? yeah. So you actually pulled out, and I know that this movie got, like, high, high praise from you, yeah. but you pulled out Spider-Man Including Homecoming. Me. Yeah, I love Spider-Man Homecoming. It's one of my favorite Marvel films, but it suffered from Sony being awful just in general because... In, like, the the three or four trailers that they aired, we got the conversation between Tony and Spider-Man after Tony fixes the boat. We got basically all of the fights between him and Vulture, including the final one on the S.H.I.E.L.D. stealth plane. And we got uh, the fact that Spider-Man lost his suit. So, like, you put all those together and, like, you get the plot of the film. It's like, you see, oh, here's Spider-Man with the suit doing his thing. Oh, there's some bad guys. And the Vulture's here. And now Tony's like, I'm taking the suit. But then he earns it back, and now he's Spider-Man again. We literally got all of that in, like, three trailers. And especially the the conversation between Tony and Peter on the roof, because, like, that is such, like, a powerful thing where he's like, I'm taking the suit. He's like, I'm nothing without the suit. And that line where if, you, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve to have it. That is such, like, a powerful thing. And they ruined it by putting it in a trailer. Like, putting that, like... They, like, undersold it. Yeah, they undersold Like, putting that in, like, just leaving that in the movie, it would have been, like wow, that's, like, a really, like, powerful lesson that this kid needs to learn. And it's also, like, showing that Tony is has grown from being just this brash, crazy superhero who just builds suits for no reason. So, yeah, like, that billionaire playboy philanthropist to, yeah. like, oh, hey, like, he understands what he actually wields. Yeah, like, he understands now because it's, like, before he was just like, hey, I built this cool suit. I'm going to fly around the world at Mach 6 and punch terrorists. But then he sees a, <laughs> he sees a kid... In a suit that he made, and he sees that, like, his actions had consequences, and he's like, and it, I talked about this with Noah last year, like, he saw himself in Peter, 
Like, if he wasn't rich at 16, Tony would have been going through the trash, building, like, just doodads and mm-hmm. sc- out of, like, scraps. But he happened to have money, so he learned how to build, like, computers and stuff. So... And yeah. Steve's talking about last year's uh, host, Noah Bayshore. If you guys were not around for that, Noah was also a big Spider-Man big boy. Big Spider-Man buff. He'll be back, by the way. Will he? Yeah, I talked to him the other day. Oh, so. wow. Noah, if you're listening, I'm super excited. Um, but, yeah, no, I had that issue with, uh, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, so I'm getting ahead of myself, but I had a, a problem with that exact thing with the Baby Driver trailer. Mm-hmm. The international trailer that dropped, um... I had such an issue with it because they basically played the entire film taking out all, like, the really, like, heartfelt sequences, which, like, okay, obviously, like, you're not going to market a cool, like, snappy cut action film off of, like, heartfelt sequences alone. But, like, they basically, like, just took everything that made that plot cool, put it, like, in a little, like, bowl with a little pedestal and just like yep. ground it into like nothing and then just was like here it is in a you four go. minute YouTube video and they totally took away what made that movie unique which was the sinking of the sound and the actions of the movie um, which is what endeared me to it the the sound design on that movie if it doesn't win an Oscar I will lose my mind <laughs> I will lose my mind um, but yeah so they had it in for a second in that trailer, and then we're just like, oh, yeah, he's a driver who, like, had an accident. And it's just like, you totally, like, downgrade, like, his whole storyline. You totally, like, undersell it, and then you oversell and show, like, the last couple final action sequences of, like, you remember when he's fighting uh, Buddy? I don't I don't mean to be a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, Boone, again, however, this movie has also been out, and I'm pretty sure it might actually be coming out on DVD pretty soon. Pretty soon. soon. Um, but so Ansel Angort's character is fighting John Hamm in a parking garage and they literally show like most of that fight in that trailer. And it's like, okay. And that was like a big twist. Cause like you think that Jamie Foxx is going to be like the, the guy dude. that's after him the whole time. And then like it's, it turns and it's like, oh, it's John, buddy. It's yeah. John Hamm. Yeah. He's after it's, you it's John Hamm and John Hamm who's been trying to protect him. Like this whole movie, like, Hey guys, like maybe don't be such like uh, a butthead to buddy or I'm sorry to baby. And yeah, they showed that. They showed him all disheveled with, like, the red light on his face or whatever. And it was like, okay, like, that's horrible. You mm-hmm. ruined this whole, like, I'm so glad I didn't actually end up seeing that particular trailer. Because I guarantee if I did, I would have written that off as just a throwaway action film. Yeah. I would have written it off as, as a nothing film. But you kind of have to balance that line between good and bad. My personal bad trailer, and I know this almost sounds like oxymoronic to say because the whole idea of trailers is to make things look good. Yep. But sometimes when you make things look so good and your final product is absolute garbage, it's really hard for me to go back and look at that trailer and be like, you guys did a good job. Although I guess in the end they did accomplish what they wanted. Suicide Squad had a fantastic trailer, yeah. in, in my opinion. Um, they kind of going off that baby driver thing they synced bohemian rhapsody up to all the bullet fi- or all the bullet dropping and the fighting and and they had all these snappy one-liners in it and you were like wow like maybe dc's changed except for it didn't it didn't um and i suppose i almost have this backwards like maybe this should belong in the good trailers one because it made me go and see this because i thought that this was going to be fantastic yeah i actually think 
not to bring him up twice in one podcast, but I actually think this is the first movie my boyfriend and I saw like in theaters like together and we both like afterwards because like he I am definitely like the nerd in the relationship like he he has his own little things that he gets nerdy about um like he's way way more nerdy about like Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. and in like high fantasy type of stuff whereas I'm more like sci-fi and like comic books and stuff like that but like we both turned to each other and we were like I feel almost like my trust was violated here because I thought I was going to be promised this, like, awesome film. And instead I got this thing that was, like, Frankenstein together and, like, going back, watching the trailer, there was, like, nothing that would have even suggested, like, you would have had this, like, mishmash of a movie that felt like it was directed by two different people. You look like you were promised this, like, just tight, like, very very pointed film about you know, these DC baddies. And, and part of that is, like, the production issues with it. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cuts of Suicide Squad. There's, like, like the David, like David Ayer's cut, and then, like, the trailer people made a cut. Because, like, remember, the, like, the very first trailer, it was, like, dark and gritty, and it's like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get a super dark film about DC villains. And then the second one was, like, crazy, and it was like, oh, wow, it's going to be, like, their take on, it's like their answer to Guardians of the Galaxy. It's wacky and crazy, and it's mm-hmm. colorful. And then the movie was like a weird mix of both. The, but like the, a weird a mix. Fire. It was like a weird mix of the worst parts of both, right. though. It was like some like I cannot imagine the amount of like stuff that was just left on the cutting room floor mm-hmm. for that. Literally cannot imagine just like the hours and hours that those people went through filming only to have like most of that probably not make the cut and then just have this like absolute like garbage product like thrown out there. But so yeah, this is both, in my mind, a good trailer, a bad trailer, and kind of to tie us off on these whole trailer things, very misleading. Yeah. Which leads us back to what we were talking about in the beginning, uh, kind of to, to make this very cyclical. The Last Jedi is honestly the first thing I thought of when we were talking about trailers earlier, and we were talking about like good ones, bad ones, misleading ones. I think there was a ton of misdirection in that For trailer. Sure. The biggest one, I think, well, well, you would have probably brought it up if I didn't. The very end when Ray says something to the effect of, I need you to show me my place in all this. And then it cuts to Kylo Ren, and he holds out his hand, and you're like, is Ray going to turn to the dark side? What's going on here? But then after everybody freaked out and you go back and watch it, Ray has the hairstyle of like when she just arrives on whatever planet Luke is on. So like the three bun thing. Yeah. And we've already seen like artwork and maybe like even production stills of her like later on in the movie. And she has like one bun and her hair is kind of down. Different hairstyle, different clothes and everything. And then when Kylo Ren holds out his hand, that's like a different background, I think. So. Yeah, he almost looks like he is where... uh, Luke had that flashback earlier where it was like, yeah, I had this Jedi school, and then my nephew murdered everyone. Yeah. Um, he almost looks like he's in that like same type of, of situation yeah. of this like doom and gloom. I personally think, and this is going to be like such like a shot in the dark, I personally think he is talking to somebody on like the light side. Um, and I almost want to say it's like Finn. I almost want to say it's like Finn or like Poe or somebody like that. And I know that sounds really stupid to say, but. Um, when Kylo holds out his hand, that's who it's to. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think, I think it's somebody who's like on like the good the good side, a good yeah. guy. Um, I don't think it's the new girl that they have. What is her name? Rose. Rose, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's the new girl because there wouldn't really be any like wow factor if it was somebody brand new where you're mm. like, okay, I'm like not attached to her yet. Like we're kind of starting to get these like 
bonds with like Ray and Finn and Poe and uh, all of our other like newer characters that we really haven't been introduced to yet. Um, I feel like it is going to be definitely like a twist thing because I feel like you don't like have that type of shot without there being something like really real there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's big enough to be Ray um, because I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I think it, it could be. It could be Ray. Maybe, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I feel like just that voice clip belongs with her being taught by Luke. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kylo Ren's whole thing. I don't even know where that fits in. I personally like am not the biggest Kylo Ren fan. Like, I don't know. You're making like, a face. I like him. Okay. I really like the tempted by the light. Okay. Storyline. That's why. Because really to me, that seems like. Like that, like kid who's trying to be like I think of, I literally think of Kylo Ren as that kid who's trying to be super dark and edgy in high school that like everybody <laughs> knew, who was like, I like my life is so dark and my I hate my parents and blah 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 and he wears like like suicide uh, like uh, just some crappy like, like the, metal band T shirt that he got from Hot Topic but like, he's like never gone and seen like an actual metal show and like he lives in like suburbia. It's like and, the goth kids in South Park. Yeah, yeah. Like he lives in like suburbia and he drives a nice car and there's actually nothing wrong with his life but he's like goes home and like cries to Papa Roach CDs every night and he's like I con- hate you. Yeah. You're such a conformist. You're such a conformist mom. I hate you. And Leia's like can you just stop being just like a knuckle dragger for like two seconds. But yeah, no, Kylo Ren reminds me of that. Reminds me of like every spurned, like middle to high school, like nerd geek, like emo boy I've like ever met. So I just have a really hard time like latching onto him where I'm just like, I kind of just want to like grab a pole and be like, no, no, like you just stay back Stop like it. 15 feet from me and from Ray and from everybody else. Like we don't need to just go away. But I, don't I, know, I like it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Explain to me why. I just think. I don't know. You like get this, inti- like he comes off at the beginning. He's really intimidating. He can like he like stops the blaster bolt in midair. He's got a cool lightsaber, and then like it, you reveal that like he's got like a lot of flaws because he's grown up with like the leg. Like he knows about Darth Vader from Luke and from Snoke further, and then he's got this Jedi training from Luke. So like there's this huge inner conflict, especially knowing what Anakin went through. So it's like a cool parallel. And then Snoke like corrupts him like too early, I think. And then the light is still calling him back. And I just think that's a really interesting like internal conflict. See, like that the, was my big thing. And though, I'm is, with you though, because like there's like because um, he was like wor- when he was like worshiping like the, the burnt out shell of Darth Vader's helmet in in the uh, last episode. And he's like, I'll finish what you started. He was like. You dumb idiot, though. Like, he went back to the light in the yeah. end. Like, you, it, that's, like, people who are, like, oh, my God. I can't even think of anything right now because I'm just getting so heated about how much I, like, dislike Kylo Ren, which, like, I don't know, I guess makes him, like, a pretty good villain because, like, you're not supposed to, like, like him. Mm. But I don't know. I just get really annoyed when I'll go, like, online and I'll see on, like, Tumblr, like, Reddit communities where people be like, oh, my They're, God. like, fawning like, over him. Like, I heart, like, Kylo Ren forever. Mm. Or, like, those people who are, like, uh, Ray and Kylo Ren are in love. I'm like, stop it. Wrong. Stop it. I want to get like a spray bottle, just like squirt them through the internet. Just Bad like, stop it. Stop Bad. it. Like, stop shipping things. Just cut it out. Um, But yeah, no. So I have a lot of opinions on a lot of different things, which some are good, some are bad, but... I also just like Adam Driver in things. Oh, no, so he's great. That's part of it. He's an awesome actor. He's yeah. really... Um, I've seen him before in... 
Oh my god, I can't think of it right now. I know he's in Girls, but I haven't actually seen him in that. He's in another like kind of like drama film. Yeah. Um I don't know what it is. He's in like, Logan Lucky too, and that's I like him in that. I have not seen that, but I know I have seen something with him. I almost want to say it's with Tilda Swinton, but I think I'm wrong. So, I'm not going to say it's with Tilda Swinton. But um yeah, Last Jedi trailer. I don't know. I feel like is is this the last one we're going to get before the movie? Probably, unless an international trailer drops, because that's what Force Awakens did. It was like, this is the last one, definitively. And then, like, three weeks later, it was like, hey, here's the trailer that re- they released in Japan. Now here it is in English. So, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm really hoping that, like, there's some other cut that, like, kind of makes it. We can yeah. we can parse together a few more things, learn a little more about stuff. But, I don't know. I All I know is I've got, I've got the Star Wars bug back mm-hmm. now real hard. Real, real hard. So I cannot wait until it's December already. Mm-hmm. But. So real quick, on like the misleading trailer train, I have like a quick riff about more DC. I know we like to kick DC on the show. It's it's our favorite pastime. But. Hey, I, 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 it's, it's still good. It's yeah. bad. It's bad a lot of the times, but it's still good. Okay. I think here's like my pitch because. The Batman vs. Superman trailers were all over the place. Yes. And they revealed a lot. Yes. But I think what would have been really cool is if they didn't reveal who Gal Gadot was playing, like at all. Mm-hmm. They're just like, Gal Gadot's in this movie. We're not going to tell you who. And like, don't show anything of her in the suit. Like, she could be at that party in like a fancy dress. Right, the fancy red dress. Yeah. And like, you maybe see cufflinks. Like, oh, is she yeah. Wonder but Woman? Then like, I remember reading somewhere, it was like, what if they they tried to mis- misdirect it and maybe treat her like she's, like, Catwoman. Like, she's Selena Kyle because she's, like, flirty with Bruce Wayne in some of the trailers. And then you go into it, and the f- and then you see her in the movie, and she's doing all those flirty things with Bruce, and she's, like, sneaking around in Lex's party like you would expect Catwoman to do. Right. And then when Doomsday shows up, there's that twist where it's, like, that, like, Miss, Miss Prince, and then she comes out, and everybody would just be, like, oh, yeah. it's Wonder Woman. This is amazing. And I feel like that's a missed opportunity, and it might have made it better. That that scene was I so like, really I like cool. just the look on your face. I really wish people could see it right now because you're like, that might have made it better and then you just look so forlorn. Like like you were watching like a dog die. You're just like, but it won't. It won't make anything better. My Which, spirit. oh my God. But, so, trailers. It's in the past. They can on. be good. They can be bad. They can be everything and nothing we hoped for. However, I don't know... I don't know. Moving forward, I'm just hoping that for these couple films that we're getting trailers for, we're going to keep seeing things. Stranger Things, I know, drops at the end of this month, just around Halloween. Um, I'm not sure about any more New Mutants, Black Panther stuff, because I I feel like we're probably going to see little, like, at least one more. Black Panther's in February, so they'll probably do one more. Maybe not. Um, And then Star Wars is in December. So so maybe we have hope for an international one. Mm -hmm. Help me, international trailer. You are my only hope. However... Um, that being said, did you see Stranger Things' little, uh, marketing thing that they did for their season one? They're selling it. They're selling season one on DVD. Mm-mm. Uh, and the packaging makes it look like it's a VHS. Oh, that's really cool. And you can actually, like, open up the VHS and it's actually a DVD box. Oh, that's sweet. So, I, I don't know, I saw that the other day and they're, like, selling it at Target. And I, I have Netflix, um, but I definitely think just for, like, <laughs> just, just for the aesthetic, just, yeah. like, grabbing that. But so we're gonna wrap things up real quick. We're gonna talk about what we are reading, watching, playing. Um, Steve, if you wanna cut me from rambling on too long, what are you reading, watching, or playing? Well, I watched Blade Runner. 
it was pretty good, but my uh, video was lagging a lot, so I might have missed something. Still haven't seen 2049. And other than that, uh, there was a cool little clip of Thor Ragnarok. It's all I'm going to watch of the movie. If they post any more clips, I'm not going to do it. Okay. It was Thor talking to uh, the, the big rock man voiced by Taika Waititi, and I love Taika Waititi, and I love his accent, because Thor was like, I wish I had my hammer. It's like, what's a hammer? You, you carried the hammer on your back, and he had like this. I just love like Australian and New Zealand accents. Go watch Hunt for the Wil- Hunt for the Wilder People. It's amazing. And other than that, I've just been watching Parks and Rec because I am behind with the world apparently, and it's, it's so okay. good. I've only watched like a very small amount of that because it was like really good, and then I don't know, just like long driven shows don't hold my attention for mm. very long. It's literally taken me like years to get as far into Always Sunny in Philadelphia as I have. Uh, just because I, yeah, I'm everywhere. So you're not alone. I've only seen like one or two seasons of Parks and Rec. But um, because I am a sucker for replaying and rewatching things, um, and because I'm also the slowest person in the world at watching things, um, and because I've also caught the Star Wars bug again, uh, I'm starting to rewatch slash continue to watch. I don't know if it counts as like rewatching if you never fully finished it the first time, but now you're watching all your old episodes that you did watch. Uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars nice. on Netflix. Um, I The first time I tried watching it, I got all the way through season one and was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. Got a little bit into season two, and then I don't actually remember what happened. I think I just got like caught up with like life, so I didn't actually get around to finishing it. Now I've been slowly but surely watching them in like tiny increments, either like between classes or like I'll watch one before I go to bed, and then that just spirals into like six because they're like 20-minute episodes. Yeah. So... Uh, been doing that, and then recently, I don't know why, I just popped in last night uh, Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Have you played that before? Bits and pieces. Okay. Played have you played Have you played the Bioshock series at all? Uh, or no. <laughs> Okay. I will say it is in my top three of all time video games. Okay. Not Infinite, but Bioshock 1. Um, and I cannot, the best advice somebody ever gave to me uh, playing that game was don't look up a single thing about it. Just believe me, it's fantastic. Okay. And like that, he was like the the kid I was talking to was like so adamant, just like hey, don't look up anything. You will spoil something for yourself. And there's such like a, a massive twist in the middle that you don't expect and you aren't looking for and you aren't really paying attention to that. Like when it hits you, like I literally remember sitting in this. This is. Bioshock, not Infinite, but I literally remember sitting in my bedroom, like, and I actually, like, gasped out loud, where I was like, I was like, oh my god, I was like, that's actually so cool, but, um, Infinite was, was pretty good, deviating away from the game, the first game set, uh, in an underwater city called Rapture, and in the second game set, in a city in the sky called Columbia, um, Rapture set in, like, the 50s, I believe, um, it's like a weird alternate timeline. Yeah, it's like it's like a retro future type okay. of thing. Um, so same with Infinite. Um, Infinite is set in the early 1900s in a city in the sky called Columbia. Um, and I'm playing it again and like realizing how many little Easter eggs I didn't catch the first time, which okay. I thought was really fun. Like there's a there's a scene where your main there's two main characters, Booker DeWitt uh, and Elizabeth Comstock, and Elizabeth. Uh, has the ability to tear rifts in space-time. She can, like, open up portals to different dimensions, and she can, like, peer inside. And I know I caught it the first time, but I guess I just, like, didn't actually look at it. But there's, like, a point where, like, she opens up a rift, 
in time and is like, yeah, no, like I've always wanted to go to Paris. And it's like the Eiffel Tower in the background. But I didn't realize that like in the foreground is a movie theater and it says Revenge of the Jedi like in French is like uh, not Revenge. Yeah. They like combined a bunch of different like Star Wars movies where it was like Return of the Ewoks or like Revenge of the Jedi or something like that. And it was like kind of neat. And then they have just like these weird mixtures of like they'll be playing modern day songs uh but like on the organ or like old timey like they'll play like yeah yeah so they'll play like uh there was i was going through like a market and then i stopped and realized that they were playing like a barbershop quartet version of girls just want to have fun (laughs) and like i stopped and i was like how did i never notice this the first time this is so funny and then there was just a couple other like they had some like beatles stuff that they did or um i I can't remember. There was there was a couple other things. But, yeah, no, just going back a second time and realizing just, like, the little cutesy Easter eggs where I was like, wow, I was just so focused on the plot. I didn't actually notice this. Yeah. So I guess that's just a lesson in general is going back and replaying those games where you were, like, so plot focused that you're just like, I don't care about anything else. And going back and realize that you care about everything else. I did that when I played through Last of Us again. Really? Which is one of my favorite games of all time because it's incredible. It's like Logan, kind of. I really like, like Last of Us and, like, Logan and, like, storylines like that. Like, they get me. So that was really good. And, like, you go through, because you can explore, like, all, like, the different houses looking for loot and ammo and stuff. Right. And you'll just find, like, oh, here's another comic book. Here's, like, a recording, like, an audio recording. Yeah, they do the same thing in Bioshock yeah. where they have, um, in, in Infinite, they have these things called voxophones where it's literally a giant record player that you can, like, pick up and, and listen to people. And I don't know. I always love those about, like, games where, like, audio diaries or yeah. um, you can pick up. Uh, like letters or something and like just learn more about the story if like you're actually paying attention like that is probably the best thing that a game can do for me is just give me more storyline because I love that but so that is all we have time for for this edition uh, for this podcast you can check us out on uh, Facebook at Raving Geeks on Twitter at Raving Geeks where else can they find us Steve you can find us on iTunes at uh, Central Michigan Life Podcasts with all of our other podcasts that we do and on our website which is cm-life.com yeah yep got it (laughs) you work for us you shouldn't sound confused but uh, so yep that's all we have time for Again, you can catch us next week, same bat time, same bat channel.